everyone welcome to the daily grind my name is kelly johnson your fun and friendly host we are in episode 44 of season two best one yet and here's your fun fact for today brought to you by crazy blitz from tempe arizona americans love tacos they eat 4.5 billion of tacos every year stay tuned to the end of the episode to find out how to submit your own fun fact So we have a special guest on today's podcast, so we'll keep the introduction short. We'd like to welcome to the show Christian Sotomayor. He is the founder and CEO of Acumen Coffee, where you experience specialty coffee the way you are intended to do, hand-selected, ethically sourced, and from this year's most recent crop, always sold to cup. He lives and works in Coral Gables, Florida, so welcome to the show, Christian. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate it. It's very nice to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the Daily Grind. Our listeners are beyond excited to learn more about your story and yeah, learn from you and what you've done so far. So I guess first and foremost, can you tell our listeners, if they haven't came across you already, who you are, where you're from, and what you do? So thank you, Kelly. My, my name is Christian Sotomayor. I am the founder and CEO of Acumen Coffee originally from Miami, Florida, however, moved all around the US, lived in Nicaragua, and uh, since 1999, my family's been in coffee as farmers, and we have always exported coffee to the US. So that's how I started with the brand uh, in an effort to scale and an effort to grow and sell our own bean. I started the brand here in the US and so far it's been going really well. I'm, I'm excited and very uh, humbled to say that we're growing and uh, very happy to be here. Well, yeah, that's great to hear. Again, we're excited to learn throughout this interview behind the scenes of Acumen Coffee, you know, you and the coffee industry, your expertise and, and all the above. So I guess first and foremost, uh, how'd you become interested in you know, business entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I, I um, I've always had that entrepreneur knack, if you will. I guess I got it from my parents because they were all entrepreneurs. My parents did work for corporate America for some time, but then in 1999 we invested in coffee, uh, and and since then I just basically grew up watching them manage the farm, and I guess it rubbed, it rubbed on, and. Over the years, I, my background is actually investment management. I'm, I'm an investment advisor at a registered investment advisor here in Miami, Florida. And I worked for major Wall Street firms here in their wealth management divisions. And I guess you just kind of learn a little bit more about managing your own business. And the experience taught me a lot. And, and now I'm using all those all those experiences and all the tools that I have at my disposal to put it into coffee. And it's been very helpful. 
And that's why now I'm doing this. I have also was inspired by the pandemic. A lot of people are rethinking what they're doing with their lives. A lot of people are, are not doing anything at all. And I didn't want to sit and do nothing. Uh, I wanted to create something. And I figured as long as I'm going to create something, it might as well be something that complements everything that we've done as a family over two decades, right? So, um, and also, you know, there's other things that go into that, which I can get a little further. I'll let you, yeah. <laughs> I'll let you take the interview. Yeah, on. yeah, definitely. Yeah, really well said. Uh, you have the business mindset, management background, you know, all these key traits that go into, uh, you know, our daily grinders that have their own business or side hustle or entrepreneur startup, like fall into that category, essentially. And even to it sounds like you mentioned a lot of great keywords already I in this interview, just being inspired and, you know, having the, the motivation to create something or mm-hmm. take take idea further than just having an idea, create uh, a product or a service. Yeah, that, that this is this is awesome. You're a true daily grinder here on the show. So as we continue on your journey, so what then led you to, you know, com- combining that, you know, love for coffee, you know, the business mindset into starting Acumen Coffee? Well, the the inspiration behind Acumen is is actually threefold. Primarily, the word acumen means the sharpening of knowledge and the ability to make quick decisions and judgments, right? It's a catchy word. Very often, in, in, at least in my industry, I, a lot of people use the words, well, business acumen and, and wealth acumen and, and, and things of that sort. And so I, I figured, why not apply that to coffee, right? And it just... Right. It's just so obvious that people drink coffee for a kick. Right. Uh, I was meeting with some friends last night, actually, and I was explaining to them that coffee actually fills in some of the receptors in your brain and it blocks some of the natural dopamines that would that are created by your body. So it stimulates memory. There's studies that have shown that it stimulates memory and it also uh, stimulates functionality. So why not, you know, create something, a brand that's in line with what coffee actually does for us, right? When we drink it and the reasons why the underlying reasons why we drink coffee. Uh, That's one of the other things. Also, we want to encourage people to, to become the best version of themselves, right? to do that daily grind, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to be a part of that. It was really important to me because not only are we faced with a situation where a lot of people are not doing anything, they are suffering, there's people getting sick. Uh, we're faced with a unique opportunity as, as a race to be better, right? The last time globally that we saw a pandemic like this, of this scale was in 19, I want to say 1917. And, you know, these are unique times and this is generational issues, right, that we may never see again. So it's it's up to us to make the best of it. And I felt that creating a brand that people could create and could connect with, right, and be inspired themselves to to do something together, I thought was Uh, a no-brainer, right? So, and then the last inspiration was um, a personal one. My my father uh, was a brilliant man 
and he worked for NASA in the 50s and uh, accomplished a lot. He, he did a lot, of, a lot of the groundwork on intellectual property for some of the patents that a lot of major companies use today. And he was diligent. His, I remember his favorite word was diligent. Mm-hmm. And I want to mimic that and I want to be better even. So that's some of the, some of the inspirations. He, he passed away three years ago, mm-hmm. almost four years ago. And I figured, you know, if we're going to do this, might as well make it the best possible Mm -hmm. and to live in his legacy. So that's our third inspiration is Mm -hmm. a continuation of legacy and to maintain it. So wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. That's great to hear. Really excited to, to learn more about the story again, as we dive into this interview, keywords you mentioned just with with the brand you know creating the best version of yourself inspiring others connecting with others that's so key essentially especially during this pandemic as well as just in general once covid is no longer we still want to be connected build those relationships as well as maintain them and this is a perfect way to do it your brand does it definitely motivate us to you know make the most of it during this time which is great and you have a really unique and original story you know leaving that legacy and really having us be inspired on a daily basis because i mean who doesn't drink coffee on a daily basis because i do (laughs) so going into acumen coffee can you tell us like the latest and greatest um you know what what you offer the blends that you offer and so acumen actually doesn't make any blends everything is single origin estate Mm -hmm. from the same farm we actually started the brand with the medium roast Mm -hmm. and as we connected with our local community and people across the U.S., people started to tell us, hey, you know, like, do you guys have a dark? So I, I started with it. I introduced the dark product as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the unique part of our brand is that we're dedicated only to importing green coffees that are from this year's most recent harvest. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're in the middle of a harvest that ends in February next month. So naturally, I don't have the inventory for that right now, but I am sitting on inventory that's from the 2019-2020 harvest. So what what makes that unique is that most coffee brands use older green coffees that have been sitting on the shelf for a longer extended period of time. Green coffee has a long shelf life. It has a 12-month shelf life, and after 12 months, it starts to lose some of its aroma and flavor qualities. Of course, if you preserve it properly and you you do certain things to store it properly in the right conditions, you can maintain it for extended periods of time. And then what you do is you can use roasting or specific roasting strategies and tactics to hide age and hide imperfections, which is what I'm sad to say a lot of major corporations do, right? In this case, we're dedicated only to creating a truly fresh product. It's been a challenge to grow um, and we're proactively doing that, but we're very happy with what we have so far. So right now what we offer is the green coffee because there are people that like to roast their own coffee. It's it's not as common. And I would love to encourage everyone to find their own inner barista and try to try to do that. It's always fun to experiment. Definitely don't do that indoors because it'll create a lot of smoke. You can do it on a cast iron skillet on your grill. It'll it might work. 
and just stir it around. That's that's how we do that. I also use a tiny little roaster here. I it's a I got I can I have links and stuff. I'll, I'll post it on our site so for people to to see. And then we have the uh, medium roast, which we had solid whole bean and ground, and then we have our dark roast, also whole bean and ground. So those are the current products, obviously with the intention to expand Mm -hmm. and bring in other farms. And right now the farm that we're selling is not our farm. We selected it to create some traction and sales. And uh, hopefully soon you guys are going to be seeing our own, our own bean, as well as perhaps some other products. Um, I've been developing our product menu and seeing what other things that I can add that add value to both our mission and to our customer base. Wonderful. Yeah, that's that's great to hear. Yeah, as you can tell, I don't know all the terminology when it comes to coffee roasting. But yeah, you, you're definitely the expert <laughs> on here. Yeah, exactly. So that's why we have you here on the Daily Grind so we can learn more and share that wealth of knowledge with our listeners out there. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. the, the inner barista. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely put in the contact note, uh, show notes, so you know, the website where to check out all these videos too, as we go on this interview definitely to find what sets you apart from the more the the bigger brands that use a nas fresh so uh that's that's a unique right like you drink coffee right so Mm -hmm. did it ever occur to you that when your coffee is harvested was it important right Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's not common people have taken coffee drinking for granted and i don't blame them right it's just a quick you know the the industry has created pods, right? Push a button and it, and it creates a, a drink of coffee for you. But now the specialty coffee industry is very fine focus on, a very honed in focus on where the coffee is from. But nobody's talking about when the coffee is from. And if you're going to market words like fresh, right? Fresh means fresh, not just when you roasted it, but also when it was harvested right? You're not going to eat an old harvested tomato. Mm -hmm. So why would you, you're not going (laughs) to, you're just not going to do that, right? You're going to, you know, harvest a banana. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to commodities, I think, and also in light of where we are, people are rethinking what they're doing with their money and putting their money into things that matter to them that are good for them, which is what one of the things that we advocate, right? Healthy food consumption. And so yeah, you know, if I'm going to be doing this, then I might as, might as well do it the right way. Yeah, exactly. I agree on all these points and just going back to, you know, your well-being. Do you resonate with the brand? Obviously, does it taste good? Is it fresh? Not just like what you mentioned, not roasted, but harvested. I think that's super key when it comes to, to coffee, coffee consumption. But also, yeah, going back to the, the farm that you work with currently, was that, have you worked with them over the years or did you have like a have like a selection between like taste testing who you who you source with or yeah so when when i sat down in august to figure out and decide whether i wanted to do this i said well i definitely have to select a really good farm because otherwise it's just not it's it doesn't line up with the brand so i curated the farm i spoke with traders i interviewed i made sure that the farm was of the highest quality and highest reputation Uh, that was extremely important to me because i wanted to be able to stand behind a product and not worry about people coming and saying hey you know this this is not a good 
a good sourced bean. And that's not true. Nobody's going to ever tell me that because it is. And, and the reason why is because, well, they, they're fair trade, right? They make sure that all their people and farmers are, are well paid. The farmer also gets a bigger piece of the pie when it comes to trade with the importer. And we use a, a major scale importer to do that work with them to make sure that the people that have purchased the, the green bean have been happy and proofs in the pudding. When I took the green coffee to when I had it roasted for the first time, our roaster, our master roaster said, oh my God, this is a really good bean. He, th- he felt that it was really high quality. It's organic as well. I don't push a lot of the organic but because I want people to focus more on the cupping notes, the origin, mm-hmm. the things that are like really exalt the product. The product is strictly high grown European prepared. That's a trade term that you use. That's the lingo you use to define a top shelf green product, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of classification, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the bean actually, it's from Matagalpa, Nicaragua. It's from a farm called Los Pinos. And it's a family that has been dedicated to farming coffee for a really long time, for 30 years. And it's at grown at 1,450 meters. So for, and I'm going to get a slightly technical on you, but for a green bean grown at that altitude that's organic, it's actually got a mild acidity, which is awesome, right? It is really good. Green beans that are higher altitudes sometimes come with a little bit more acidity. And they're also, the organic beans are also sometimes a little bit smaller. So this one's a little bit medium sized and it's not very acidic. So that tells you something about the way it's taken care of from start to finish. And that's what specialty coffee is, where everybody in the coffee value chain has a very clear understanding of what it takes to maintain a high level quality product. Everybody from the farmer to the importer, to the graders, to the roaster, to the retailer. So that's why I select that farm. And um, I haven't looked back. I I don't intend to stop using them Mm -hmm. whenever I introduce more products because people like our current offering and I'm going to keep it that way, that way. So Absolutely. yeah, this is super cool. Uh, just learning behind the scenes of uh, the selection process in, yeah, you mentioned again, a uh, lots of key words that go in uh, behind the scenes are our current acumen coffee consumers don't see on a day-to-day basis, but I love diving deep into, into the business here. But yeah, speaking, speaking of the business, do you think you're, I mean, you mentioned a little bit earlier in the intro, do you think, your past work experience or just, you know, being involved in investment management or just any of your life experiences have influenced the brand in founding on, you know, its principal character and infinite sharpness? Yes, absolutely. So working in wealth management has been a wonderful experience. I still do work in wealth management. I have clients in light of what you see when you're in that industry and your ability to understand the way companies work also with what i've mentioned before you know when you add that to what i mentioned before about making changes and doing things i wanted to make something a business that creates something tangible right we live in a world where and i'm not giving any investment advice right now but we live in a world where you put you can put money into companies that aren't even making things yet right through ipos and capital raise and specific money generation vehicles. 
And I, I thought that's great, but I want to create something people can touch and feel. And, and I feel that the world is just going so fast, right? We're in a data age now and time is critical. Every, every moment and opportunity you have to do something better, it happens extremely quickly now. Uh, and there's just a lot of noise out there. So that, that was also one of the reasons why and how my professional background influenced this brand. I, if anything, I want to use it to make the brand better. And a lot of it has to do with creating more knowledge and sharing things with people so that they can, they too can be more informed and, and operate in those arenas too, and learn how to find a way because everything that I have accomplished, I've accomplished on my own. I've figured out a way to get where I need to be. And I also want people to be inspired to do the same. And I think that's where, and you learn, that's just one of those things that you learn professionally when you're working in wealth management, you have to basically kill what you eat, you know, eat, eat what you kill. Excuse me, I said it the wrong way. <laughs> eat what you kill, right? You got to go out there and you got to find clients and they don't, there is no handholding. There is no, it is really reap what you sow. And that was a huge influence on my ability to get this going because you have to be resourceful. You have to, you have to know where to go. You have to read a lot of information. You have to know the law. You have to stay compliant. You, I mean, it's a juggle too, being a business owner, you know this. So all those professional experiences, as I mentioned before, have been a huge value add and I intend to continue learning. I mean, Hey, we, we don't stop learning just now, but you know, working with the FDA, for example, that's incredibly blessing, but also it's very uh, time consuming because the amount of information that they have available on certain things and why they have that available and why they make things the way they, the way they have that, that's, that's super important to understand when you're doing food manufacturing, obviously, right? You know, you don't want people to get sick. And coffee's a low risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is low risk. Yeah. But, but you know, those are some of the things you got to think about. And we want to encourage people to be resourceful. So, yeah, really well said, Christian. Yeah, I like that word, resourceful. And just you mentioned it as a business owner, there's a lot of things that go behind the scenes of the product or service that you consume on a daily basis. We're here with co- talking about coffee, but we could relate to anything really in general. There's so many different regulations or new laws in place or the market changes on a daily basis. And as we can tell, things change pretty quickly. So yeah, do you think, speaking of change or just in general of your journey, uh, looking back at Acumen Coffee, did you see yourself five years ago where you are today? Not doing Acumen Coffee. <laughs> I, <laughs> As a business owner, yes, guaranteed for sure. I think maybe at some point I had the aspirations to bridge the gap, right? With the brand for my family, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't top of the list. It was not a priority. And then things changed. And I, I swear to God from one, from one day to the next, it was like a light bulb that went off. And I was like, I know exactly what I want to do 
in the middle of this pandemic. It was just, and the moment I'm the type of person that the moment I decide that I want to do something, I go for it guns blazing. So from that happened in July and all of August, I researched, did my numbers, worked with my family and yeah, got to a point where I was like, yes, I can do this. And I, I, the critical moment was September 16th when I made my first purchase and I just started to buy a whole ton of stuff on Amazon and I ordered the coffee. Really ordering the coffee was the real, was the, cause you can't return it. So I, I had to receive 304 pounds of coffee on a pallet and that was the real, whoa, okay, this is real and this is happening and you're moving forward with this. And I haven't looked back. So Yeah, that's awesome. We're excited to follow you on your journey as well as be a part of it. And uh, I feel like I really do a good job of just finding the right special guests, talented people like yourself on the show, like perfect timing, like less than a year old on, on Acumen here and just being able to, to share your knowledge with our listeners out there. Yeah, speaking of our listeners, do you, do you have advice for us in ways to incorporate Acumen Coffee, you know, on our own daily grind? Absolutely. So uh, you can find your product at www.acumencoffee.store. Um, you can order your any bag that I've mentioned and we ship across the U.S. I would encourage people to consume higher quality coffee because it, it is healthier for you. It doesn't have a lot, you know, the, the, the instant coffee community is huge and I, I get it right. You want to be able to get your, your fix in the morning pretty quickly and save some time. But you know what? Like it takes like three minutes, two to three minutes to brew a higher and more balanced cup of coffee. All you gotta do is get a little bit of equipment get yourself a, you know, a Chemex or a V60, a pour over set, a Melita pour over. They sell them at Walmart. They sell it at Target. They sell it everywhere. They sell it on Amazon. The one that I use sold on Amazon. It costs 23 bucks. And you get the Carif, you get the brewer, you get it's a plastic little brewer. I call it a brewer. Um, you get filters and a little scoop and a little cap. I mean, for 23 bucks, it's a starter set. It's awesome. It arrives in two days if you have Prime. And to have a better, more balanced cup of coffee and to learn more about coffee, it, it, it all goes together, right? You, if you learn how to make the bean better, you learn to appreciate its origin and source. You learn to appreciate how things are manufactured and you snap out of that, that <laughs> world that we've been introduced to and, and get more into the things that actually truly matter. And cause we see it like that, right? People, are interesting, right? Our consumers want, they want ease, they want convenience, they want value, right? And they want flavor. <laughs> but sometimes convenience and ease don't go well with value and flavor because, you know, once you get to scale, it, 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 you lose some of those things. You lose quality, right? And that's, that's the name of the game when it comes to manufacturing. How do you maintain quality? and scale. So I would encourage people to consume better and healthier food consumption, but understand that as they're doing that, you need to, you gotta let go of convenience a little bit. You're not gonna let go of too much convenience, let go a little bit and, 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 and learn something, right? Be inspired and learn something and learn how, learn to appreciate how things are actually 
made. And we did that, um, we did a, I did a blog and I've done a video on what it takes to make a more balanced cup of coffee and the variables and things that influence your cup of coffee. It's not that straightforward. I mean, there's a lot of chemistry going on in the background. Yeah, really well said. This is great, Christian. Yeah, I was just going to mention us, you know, focusing on continuous learning and being our inner barista. Yeah, you had that sold a cup series. You want to just kind of explain a little bit more on, on these videos that you've produced and just share it with our listeners out there if they haven't came across it already. So I've, I've tapped into it, obviously, as a daily grinder. But for others that are tuning in today, you create a, a sold a cup uh, video series and you talk about different key things such as you know learning to brew better at home and yeah so the soil to cup series i said is dedicated to informing people right and we definitely wanted to create a brand where people saw it as their go-to resource when it comes to coffee mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's it's a, a work in progress <laughs> i'm one person right now well we're three but mm-hmm. the one person that puts together a lot of the informational contents myself right so soil the cup is designed to talk about coffee specialty coffee business and uh money right and wealth and right now i've been hyper focused on getting the coffee aspect of the brand going so that later on I have time to talk about other things and particular nuances. In fact, Soil the Cup was inspired by a group of gentlemen in Texas who are whiskey uh, and scotch connoisseurs. I'll send, I'll put up a link, I forget their name, but they are great. And they now have their own distillery because they have, they created that following. And remember we're in that age where you got to, you have to put value and content out there that people can resonate with and actually find useful. So, so the cup is, is about that. And um, did you want me to share more about the yeah, most recent? Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does. It's, it's very interesting coffee when you, our most recent uh, soil the cup was about the things that impact your ability to brew a more balanced cup of coffee. Uh, there are seven variables that influence w- what happens when you when you brew coffee, right? Um, water, your your water temperature is critical. Water type, water pH, that's super important. Obviously, your grind size, grind size consistent consistency. Excuse me, grind size consistency is actually a very uh, a truly influential aspect, and that's why I always say get a better grinder because make sure you have a good grinder that can maintain that can grind consistently because the size of the particles controls the water flow and how fast how long those grounds are exposed to the hot water that you're pouring over it right that you're cooking something right when you're brewing coffee you are cooking so you can burn your coffee you can undercook your coffee believe it or not it takes a little bit of uh testing and i guess special attention, you know, paying additional attention to what you're doing to, to uncover the difference when you're, when you're brewing. But yeah, we want to highlight that because people don't think about that. They just push the button or they just pour, right? But you're actually cooking something, right? So grind size consistency, uh, and I said pH, I said, okay. And then um, the brew equipment that you use, that's also really important. The quality of the coffee. 
that is super important. The quality of your coffee is, is incredibly critical. And, you know, that's why we advocate a fresh green coffee, right? If you're using an older, an older green coffee, then, and you use a high quality brew method, then what's going to happen is, yeah, I mean, you're just going to get a perfectly brewed cup of bad coffee, right? So <laughs> we want to avoid that. You can also use a fantastic quality cup of coffee. And if you don't, if you don't brew it properly, you're just going to get an okay cup of coffee. Uh, so yeah, th those are some of the things, um, water P the, the, the biggest one is water pH, right? This one's a little more difficult to control because most people use tap water for a lot of our brewing equipment that we use locally, we use distilled water to protect the, the equipment. And I don't expect people to use distilled water or go out of their way to buy distilled water. You can, it's not expensive. And it, it creates a really well-balanced cup of coffee. I recommend it. However, filtered water will work too. Or just check the tap of the, the pH of your local tap water. Often it's it's palatable. What you don't want is like too soft or too hard. Uh, if it's too soft, then then you're gonna get a chalky cup of uh, an acidic, excuse me, an acidic cup of coffee because the the natural acids in the coffee will overpower the natural minerals that are in the water. So the natural minerals minerals are magnesium, calcium, and those uh, and bicarbonates as well. And those three minerals will react with the acids in the in the coffee. So if you have soft, then you have low amount of minerals and the acid the acids will, will overpower. On the flip side, if you have hard water, you'll get a chalky cup of coffee because the, the hard water has a lot of minerals in it and it'll overpower the acids. So you get a chalky cup of coffee. So you don't want that. You don't want either. So find a balanced middle ground and you'll be, you'll be pretty good. Wonderful. Yeah, this is great, Christian. Uh, yeah, Daily Grinders, as we mentioned, this series, what Christian dives into, you know, brewing better at home, <clears throat> we'll put the links to to where to find these in the show notes as always. So yeah, Christian, we talked about your your daily schedule, you know, your your living, your breathing, your drinking Acumen coffee. What's on your daily grind uh, later this year? This year we're going to as I said, we're going to be adding products. Our biggest goal is to get a bigger space and better equipment to be able to roast on demand. That's really where the name of the game, because that's what we're competing with, right? There are roasters out there. They got the infrastructure. They got the roasters that can throw small batches of coffee mm -hmm. and ship the coffee to people and people are gobbling it up like it's candy. However, they're still using older green coffees. They don't tell you when it's from, right? And people are still, <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's definitely on the menu. Mm -hmm. uh, and I will... I'm not forgetting the top of mind. I want to send you some coffee so that you can, oh, wonderful. you can definitely cool, try it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, that's on top of mind as we scale. I also want to do some other things like without divulging too much. And there's a company I think that already does this, but obviously we want to import our own bean and scale and vertically integrate add that revenue stream. We want to add maybe some other products like, 
matcha, for example. I want to add matcha to our menu because I've had people who are interested in 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 that. I think it's a, a really good product, uh, and, and household has a lot of good health qualities. So I definitely want to add that. I want to add decaf. I don't get a lot of. Yeah, I don't suspect that there's a, a huge market for it, but that gotten some indications of interest. So we want to add that if we can and some other products as well, some other farms. And then once we have a good handle on coffee and tea, I might consider moving into cacao, for example. Mm-hmm. Reason being is we have cacao on our farm as well. Mm-hmm. And so it was frustrating growing up watching people from Holland show up and buy our coffee at like ridiculous prices, <laughs> a really good deal for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And then taking it over there and making like, I don't know, really expensive chocolate. Right. <clears throat> so I'd be interested in seeing what it takes to make, not make chocolate. I mean, I might do that at some point in the future. Right. Cause there's, that was also one of the things that I, why I, I selected a brand and Ackerman because Ackerman is not married to any one commodity. I can, I can do whatever heck I want. I can branch out get into other industries. It's, I can even get into other industries, not just food. Right. So that's kind of, but that's not going to happen this year. Right. That's going to happen longer term, but this year, those are some of the immediate things that we want to accomplish. We want to, we definitely want to import our own bean. We want to add some products and we want to gain a bigger presence across the U.S. as a leading source in the coffee industry. That's that. Those are our number one priorities for this year. Wonderful. Yeah, Christian, you have quite the grind going on. Lots of great teasers. So uh, <laughs> yeah. we're excited. Literally. Yeah, we're excited for what's best yet to come here at Acumen Coffee. As we say in the, the podcast, uh, keep up the grind. So, yeah, speaking of inspiration, your story is incredible. Do you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners uh, or even a quote or a saying? Keep on grinding, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> grinding. I just recently posted the word grinding. I, why not, right? I can say that because we're literally grinding every day. But, uh, you know, just be the best version of yourself. Try to always be the best version of yourself. I think that's people aspire to be more like others, but what they should aspire to be is the best version of themselves and everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. So yeah. well, that's what we live by. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Acumen, you know, yeah. find your acumen, I guess. I'm find your inner like, acumen. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it fits perfectly with today's episode in regards to, you know, being the best version of yourself being resourceful, being able to, you know, take the idea and, you know, get the ball rolling with it, you know, just not just write it on paper, but actually, you know, set up those goals, take the steps to accomplish those down the road. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with Christian's story, hope everyone resonated with the, with the brand. Yeah. Last but not least, Christian, if our listeners have questions, comments, I want to get in touch with you, you want to follow Acumen Coffee, you want to purchase Acumen Coffee, can you remind us uh, how can we do so after the podcast? Absolutely. So as I, as I mentioned, we have a website. It's www.acumencoffee.store. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I have a YouTube. All the links can be found on our website. The handle for Instagram is at Acumen Coffee. Same for Facebook. Uh, same for LinkedIn. 
and Twitter as well. YouTube, however, we don't have a handle yet because we need subscribers. So I got to get people to subscribe, definitely. But you can find the link to subscribe through our website. Also on our website, I, I, I kind of mentioned that I've been creating a blog with our Soul of the Cup information and our content on the blog. And I didn't finish telling you all the variables. I wanted to kind of leave you guys hanging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little, little teaser. But all the variables are there too. Like all the and all the ways to brew and a lot of that content. I really recommend that article that I wrote because I feel like it's very eye-opening and an aha moment when you're talking about brewing your cup of coffee. And I hope it inspires people to get some of the equipment and try it out and, and taste the difference. It really does taste different. Mm -hmm. So that's on our blog and you can find a link to our blog on the website as well. There's a menu on the left-hand side. And when you click on uh, news, it should pull, pull up some of the things that we've been advocating as of late. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the videos are on the YouTube. So there's there's a lot more to come so we're very excited yeah. yeah that's that's awesome we'll put all christian's uh contact info in today's show notes where to find acumen coffee yeah subscribe to their channel man you guys our listeners on there uh, tune in to the latest and greatest uh, that they have to offer uh, on the platform um, as well as social media thanks again for tuning in today's episode a big thank you to christian for being on thank the you. podcast Hey, Daily Grinders, join us in kicking off the NFL Draft this year. The Daily Grind Podcast is hosting a free virtual event on Tuesday, April 27th, Road to the NFL Draft, where we talk to two special guests and to learn more about sports motivation, career mindset, and overall goal setting in one of the biggest sports events in April. And of course, win some prizes. Thank you to our sponsors, Wilson Sporting Goods, Aura Sports Drink, Trust the Grind, Grow Your Muscle Studio, and the Sports Headline Podcast. Head over to our Instagram, Twitter, or website to register. Hey, Daily Grinders, we want to feature you on the pod. Send us a fun fact. Use the online form in our show notes to submit a fun fact. Can't wait to give you a shout out. Thanks for tuning in to the Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and comp our merch. Till next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. And, and happy to be a part of the Daily Grind, right? <laughs> yeah, awesome. keep on grinding. Yeah. And this episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian. Thanks also to our podcast team, Aiden Donaldson, Paige Albright, Lauren Ricks, and Mike Finkelstein.